Thankfully, I didn't have to wallow in my... Oh, right, wait. Hi, and welcome. Should I still do the welcome thing? I kind of want to. Whatever. As I was saying, I got a good wallow going recording last week, and I admit I might have continued my depression throughout my birthday, and since no one will be hearing this, I won't lie, I might have cried a little. But eventually, my birthday was over, and now I have other things to break on. The next day, I had to leave the apartment to pick up my pennies, and once there, I spotted an unmarked van standing across the street. I immediately started to look around for any superheroing that would have to be going on to warrant the creepy government vehicle, but no such thing was to be seen. At first, I really didn't care. I mean, government vans standing about isn't that unusual, but in that moment, it did remind me that there was a world out there. A world in which flying and super strength were actual possibilities. So I stopped moping and went for a walk to clear my head. I let my mind wander and eventually ended up thinking about my sister, who later that week... No, you know what? I'm going to stay chronological here, even though I really don't want to, but I'll just end up spouting incomprehensible sentence fragments otherwise. I might still end up doing that. Anyway, going for a walk finally gave me the opportunity to look at the city. I don't regularly take the time to enjoy things like that, because I'm always busy with some other thing that has all my attention, but that walk's purpose was kind of to not get distracted by something else and just let some air breeze by my brain. Which didn't work, because, like I said, eventually I started thinking about stuff. But hey, I never said I was taking up meditation, and what's the point in not thinking anyways? Isn't that like getting even less done than you usually would? Because you're not even thinking of how to get things done. It seems counterintuitive to me. I'm sorry, gurus of the world. Or of Liverpool, I guess. You might have to put up with skeptics like me, but let's look at the bright side. At least your city is beautiful and has streets with epic names like Edge Lane. Where are you at, honey? I'm on edge, sweetheart. Be there in five. Anyway, I was able to focus on that for a while. <sighs> when I got back, the van was just leaving, but guess who was there with another mysterious package? Santa. I mean Martin. Got distracted by the package thing. I couldn't resist. Anyway, so of course now that I was seeing my roommate transport a mysterious package from a mysterious van back into his room, I wasn't about to not spy on him. I followed him up the stairs to my apart- I mean, our apartment. He used the lift. It looked like the package was really damn heavy, so I didn't blame him, but this gave me the opportunity to race up the stairs and be able to get there before him in order to see what he does when I'm not home, from the safety of the stairwell. That was a really crappy idea, and I should have known it. By the time I got upstairs, I was panting and almost had to hold my breath in order to keep quiet. But at least it worked out, and I saw dear Martin unlocking the front door, spying inside, realizing that I'm not there, and I'm pretty sure I yipped in excitement right then put the package down in the entrance. From my hiding spot, I saw him disappear into the apartment, and I was absolutely certain that I would not get another chance like this, ever, if I didn't do anything now. So I sneak sprinted, if that's a real thing, to the package, glanced into the apartment to see that Rumi had went into his room and quickly knelt to the box. It was a normal carton one, and it wasn't taped shut. Whether or not it was lucky in this instance... Well, me being me, I of course opened it immediately, peering inside. I'm still not quite sure what exactly I saw. Something mechanical, that's for sure. I 
I don't want to say it's highly illegal gun parts, and really, my expertise in that region are questionable, and the logo was scratched off everywhere, though... and the triggers and wires... I don't know, I'm not making any specific calls about the contents of that box so far. I've been researching the stuff I did remember, but I only got a glance at it, and this kind of stuff is super hard to research, seeing as there is nothing to type into a browser. And obviously I didn't have forever to go through it all. About 20 seconds later, I heard Martin coming back through the door of his room, and my heart rate was instantly in hummingbird range. I tried shoving the box closed again, and hurried back to the stairwell like a ninja. A squeaky, sneaker-wearing ninja. But I somehow stayed quiet for, it felt like eternity, before I heard his our apartment door fall shut. I could hardly just come home after that, and besides, my hand was still shaking. So I went for another walk, and... Sorry, but meditation is really not for me. I kept playing the scene over and over in my head, to a point where I was convinced that hallucinated most of it, and then convinced he was just playing a trick on me or something. I eventually managed to calm down, only to get really angry suddenly, because the way I decided to distract myself was of course to think about Gordon and his stupid secret girlfriend. I don't really know if I headed to his place on purpose or not, I just kinda ended up there. I wasn't even sure he'd be home, since he wasn't the day before, and I didn't feel like asking, but I just stormed up to his apartment right then. When Gordon opened the door for me, I guess it just all crashed down on me. I'm pretty sure I yelled at him until I started having what I can only describe as a nervous breakdown. Gordon hugged me and kept reassuring me that he was not seeing anyone else, that he would always be there for me and I could trust him. Do I believe him? Like, probably. What else am I going to do? I kind of have bigger things to consider at the moment. I was just glad he didn't laugh at me for thinking my roommate was doing something illegal behind that locked, broken door of his. Apparently, Gordon was looking into a part-time job coaching at an outdoor climbing park, which is where the mud came from, and he just wanted to surprise me with the news if he got the job. So much for that, I guess. He asked if I wanted to stay at his place that night, but I decided against it. I had just gotten the apartment, I'd just learned to love it, and I wasn't going to give it up. I told Gordon as much, and he encouraged me to show him who's boss. Unsurprisingly, when I did get home, Rumi acted just as usual. It's kinda hard to remember that there is indeed something afoot. And yes, I say afoot. Afoot sounds nicely old-timey. The rest of the week was pretty uneventful, and college provided a somewhat effective distraction Monday through Friday. Until yesterday, I finally decided I had too much messing with me right now and just wanted to get the not having told my sister about moving off my chest and tried to call her, but she didn't pick up. She called back a few minutes later, though, with a number I didn't recognize and seemed kind of strange. I'm assuming it's some weird Belgium thing. I don't know how international calls work. I only noticed that later, of course, so the actual conversation went fine. She was a bit confused that I'd moved literally no more than two months after just having moved into the old place, but I told her the circumstances had demanded it and assured her that my new apartment was awesome and I didn't regret moving to Liverpool at all. I think I'll call her again tomorrow. All this madness has just reminded me of how much hearing her voice comforts me. Siblings are a powerful thing. I also still have to catch up on this week's superhero news. I haven't gotten around to it so far, but I definitely want to check it out. There's been some break-ins that have something to do with Hugh Baird, I think. Like I said, I've yet to look up specifics. So yeah, more on my roomie's questionable and hopefully investigatable activities as I continue to be freaked out by them. You'll- I'll hear from me.
What a great way to start winter. Why am I still recording this again? Oh yeah, I'm weird and I can't afford a therapist. Awesome. Thank you for listening to Normally Ordinary. It is written and edited by Esther Reisenberger, who also voices Amelia. If you like and want to support this show, please leave a rating and a comment so that we can become more visible to potential listeners. For more information and original artwork, check out normallyordinary.com. That's www.normally-ordinary.com. And remember, behind every mask is another fleshy, mostly hairless creature like you. <laughs>